Well, today we begin our brand new series, Pioneer, and I am excited about this one because I think for many of us, when we hear the word pioneer, we think of a time period. You know, it was, it was back then, it was the pioneer days of covered wagons and horseback and you know, exploring the open country when people were settling the wild, wild west or trying to settle the wild, wild west. Or we think of a group of people that were pioneers. You know, they crossed the mighty Mississippi and they headed into the unknown western part of the country. They blazed the trails. They built the railroads that created the first, you know, first, first settlements that turned into the first towns that turned into cities. Some of them did so because of the promise of free land. Some did so because of rumors of gold and silver. Some did so to get a fresh start away from whatever was back in the places that they left. Some chased adventure and opportunity and some for other reasons and all of that kind of stuff. But while most of us think of pioneers as people back then and back there, what I want to suggest to each of us over the next few weeks is that you are a pioneer. That you, whether you think so or not, you are a pioneer. You are, I am. And the reason I say that so confidently is that this is how I define a pioneer. A pioneer is simply someone who steps into uncertain and unknown territory with hopes of a better future. That's what a pioneer is. That's how I define a pioneer. And that's what I believe you are. And that's what I know I am. We're someone who steps into uncertain and unknown territory with hopes of a better future. And what I know about you, because I know it's true about me, is every single day we wake up in uncertain and unknown territory. And every single one of us wakes up every day hoping that we can accomplish something that day that creates a better Future. And you might think that's a bit of a stretch, but every day when you wake up, isn't the world a little bit uncertain? Aren't things about your day that aren't decided until you make, aren't there things about your day that aren't decided until you make certain decisions, until you take action, until you say certain things to certain people? That's the definition of uncertain. It's still undecided. It could go either way. Your actions, your decisions, your words, they could make things better. They could leave things relatively unchanged, or it could actually make things worse. It's uncertain. It's uncertain. And while the surroundings you wake up to every day are hopefully familiar, I mean, there's still a sense in which every day you wake up in the unknown because you have never lived this day before. This day and all the days to come are unknown. And while it's uncertain and unknown, just like the pioneers of the 1600s and 1700s and 1800s and early 1900s made their way into uncertain and unfamiliar areas, as we make our way into the uncertain and unfamiliar, every one of us hopes that what's to come will be better than whatever it is that we have left behind. Now, that's true every single day in a general sense for every one of us. But if you want to get a little more specific, I'd love to get a little bit more specific because some of you, you are walking into seasons and stretches of life that are absolutely new. It's, un, it's undetermined, it's uncertain, it's unknown, and we're hoping that it will be better than what we're leaving behind. Some of you, you're stepping into first jobs or new jobs or new careers. Some of you, you went back to school so that you could start a new career and you're stepping into that new job or that new career or that, or that, or that, very, or that very first job of your adult life. You're stepping into something brand new, hoping that it will be better than what you've left behind, but it's uncertain and it's unknown. 
And so you're stepping in with confidence. Like you want to have confidence, but you also have a little bit of fear. Some of you, you're stepping into new relationships or more intense levels of existing relationship as, as friends turn into significant others and significant others turn into fiancés then fiancés turn into spouses. And you're hoping that as you step and step and step and step, you're hoping that it's better than what you've left behind. And that's why you're taking the steps that you're taking, but it's uncertain and it's unknown as you take those steps. Some of you may very well be trying to find your foot because you recently moved here. You recently moved to Las Cruces. You moved to New Mexico. You moved to somewhere new. You moved to somewhere new. You're not just in a new job or a new relationship. You're in a new city. And so everything about where you find yourself is new to you. Some of you are having your first baby. You're having your very first baby. Some of you are having another baby. Some of you have had enough babies and you hope you have no more babies, right? Like I remember the feeling four years ago today as, as like of the day that this is premiering, four, four years ago today of waking up as a family of three and knowing that by 9 a.m. we would be a family of four. It was stepping into something brand new, something that was unknown, something that was uncertain. Some of you, you're new to our church. Maybe you're new to faith. Maybe you've been a part of a faith community before, but you have found yourself for today, at least at our church. And you came here today with hopes that you would find your church. And I certainly hope that happens today as well. Some of you, you're stepping into a whole bunch of new, but it's not by choice. Like it's kind of been forced on you. You've kind of been forced into it. You lost a loved one and you're walking in the world without them for the first time or, or an opportunity went wrong. And financially, you feel like you're starting over from scratch. And some of you, you might even be like me. And as someone pointed out last week, after I kind of promoted this series today, I, the, the, again, the day that this is premiering, I'm stepping into a new decade as today I turn 40 on the day that this goes live. Like, like, like I'm turning 40, I'm beginning a new decade. And so I'm leaving behind the days of being young and vibrant. And I'm stepping into the days of being 40 and vibrant. And so, and so, so, so here's the thing with all of that, whatever phase of life you find yourself in, whatever new thing you find yourself stepping into with all of that comes a lot of excitement because maybe just maybe it's all going to go exactly as you hope it goes and everything will be better and the future will be better and your family will be better because of the choices that you have made and your finances will be better because of the action that you took and your faith will be better because of the habits that you started. You've got all that excitement excitement, but you've also got a lot of fear because while you go, yeah, maybe it's going to go exactly as I hope. You also know that it's uncertain and it's unknown. And so it might not go the way you hoped. And what if it doesn't pan out? And what if the action that you took is the wrong action? And what if the decisions you made are the wrong decisions? I mean, like you're, you're, you're like, you, you could find yourself having stepped into something new that was exactly the wrong thing. And so there's fear that comes with that. There's worry that comes with that. There's anxiety that comes with that. There's, there's the sleepless nights that come with that. And so you're going, well, thank you for the encouragement, Chris. Listen, this is the part where I say out loud what you've been thinking in your head, but you are too terrified to say out loud. Anytime you step into the new, there's excitement and there's fear. And so the question that, we, that I want to answer today and for the next few weeks is simply this question. How do you pioneer confidently without losing your mind to fear? Like as you step into the new, as you step into new seasons of family, as you step into new seasons of life, as you step into a new city, as you step into a new church, as you step into a new opportunity at work, as you step into the new, how do you move forward into that unknown and uncertain where you're hoping for a better future? How do you pioneer confidently without losing your mind 
to fear and to worry and to anxiety and to sleepless nights. In other words, how do you step into that new that, by the way, I believe God has called you to with the confidence you need to actually make it and succeed without becoming paralyzed by fear and turning back from the future that God has called you toward? So luckily for us in the pages of scripture, we have the recorded stories of more than a few people who face that exact scenario. But one of my favorites is the story of a man named Joshua, because Joshua, maybe more than anyone else in the Bible, knew there was a big thing that God was calling him toward, but also felt incredibly insecure, inadequate, and ill-prepared to go forward and to take hold of it. Now, when we first meet Joshua, he's kind of like the assistant to a man named Moses. In fact, scripture calls him Moses. Moses' aid. He's the second in command. He's the lieutenant. Like He's the one who carries out what Moses needs to do. And most of us are familiar with Moses, or at least some of the stories about Moses. You know, God spoke to him from a burning bush. Moses confronted Pharaoh in Egypt, demanding to let my people go. And God uses him to bring about 10 plagues on the land of Egypt. God used Moses to part a sea so that people could walk across on dry water. God spoke to face to face with Moses and gave him the 10 commandments and the rest of the Old Testament Moses was the man who led the people out of Egypt. And then under Moses' leadership, the Israelites wandered in a desert for 40 years. They're grateful to no longer be slaves, but they found themselves stuck. And from the time of the Ten Commandments through the next 39 years in the desert, Joshua served as Moses' bodyguard and executive assistant. Joshua was important to Moses. Joshua had been near the front lines for most of his adult life. And then after 40 years in the wilderness, Moses dies with what seems like unfinished business. And that's where Joshua chapter 1 Picks up. Joshua chapter 1, verse 1 says this After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead, which was not news to Joshua, which was not news to the rest of Israel. Everyone thought when Moses died, what happens to us? He says, Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give them to the Israelites. Just imagine for a moment that you're Joshua, and and you've been following and helping this living legend for 40 years. When he dies, the dream dies. The story is over. We led the people out, but now we're scattered in the middle of this desert, and in front of us is a river that we can't possibly cross. And if we could cross the river, there's a big old bunch of fortified cities that we can't possibly take. And so the dream has died. The story is over. No one really knows what anyone is supposed to do. Moses was the guy who talked to God and God talked back. And while Joshua had been in the presence of God, God had never spoken to Joshua. God spoke to Moses, but not to Joshua. And then that same God whose voice you have only ever overheard, he speaks to you. I mean, like, imagine that moment. And I love that God's word to Joshua starts with, Moses is dead. And Joshua is like, I, I, like, I, I know. Thank you for confirming it. Like, you know, thank you for confirming that there's no comeback. Thank you that there's no, and then somehow, you know, like, and somehow Palpatine returned. Like, no, Moses, he's confirming Moses is dead. And then God speaks a little bit like a British gentleman. Now then, pip, pip. Like, like okay, so like he's dead. This story, that that part of the story is over, but the story is not over. 
Moses brought you out. Moses brought you to this point. Now I have something as we move forward. Pay attention to the words that come after now then. After, immediately after the word now then is the word you. Now then, you. Yeah, Joshua, God is talking to you and God wants you to accomplish something that the living legend Moses wasn't capable of doing. You're about to cross a river that is wide and has a pretty fast flow to it. Somehow you're gonna do that. And you're gonna take land that people think is untakeable because of the natural terrain, the difficult natural terrain, and because of the strong, intense, militarily advanced people that live there. This is what you are about to do. Any questions? And I, and I mean, like, come on, like, if you're Joshua in this moment, you're going, yeah, I have a, f- a few questions. Huh? What? How? Me? I, like, I, I get, like, this is something that Moses couldn't figure out how to do. And you, want, and you want me to do, how do you want me to do that? When do you, like, are you sure you want me? Uh, he's got a lot of questions, but God doesn't actually really stop for questions. He keeps going. He says this, I will give you every place where you set your foot as I promised Moses. Again, this was a promise that God had made to Moses. Moses hadn't lived as if it was true. We're going to talk about this in a few weeks, but part of the reason Moses didn't lead, actually, in fact, God wouldn't lead the people out of the wilderness and into the land of promise was that he had a negative opinion from some people and a promise from God. And he chose to believe the negative opinion of people over the promise of God. It's almost as if this promise from God was a test from God. Will you believe my promise even when it doesn't make sense in a moment? Anyway, we'll come back to all that in a moment, but here's the thing. God says, the promise, it still stands because the promise wasn't about Moses. The promise was about me and my plans and my purposes and my timing. And I'm telling you, go. I'm telling you now. I'm telling you where. I'm telling you the promise still stands because the promise wasn't about him. And it's ultimately not about you. The promise is about what I am going to do. So he goes on, he says, your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the West. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. And then he says this, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Now, This is a big statement from God. He's like, okay, the promise, it still stands. Wherever you step your foot, I'm gonna give you that land. But another promise that I'm gonna make to you is that as I was with Moses, I will be with you. God makes a statement about his his promise. Now God makes a statement about his presence. As I was with Moses, I will be with you. God has already made one promise that he made to Moses, and that was a big deal. But then he says, as I was with Moses, I will be with you. And Joshua had seen how God was with Moses. He had witnessed the power on the mountaintop. He had seen the power of God through Moses to part a sea. He had seen the power of God through Moses to strike a rock with a stick and water for two million people flowed out. He had seen God provide with manna and quail every day for food for two million people in the desert. He had seen all of that because God was with Moses through good times and bad times. There was no disconnect. There was no drawback. He never left. He never abandoned. And God says, I hope you were paying attention to that during all of that, Joshua, because that 
is how I'm gonna be with you. I am gonna provide for you, I'm gonna protect you, and my power is gonna go with you, I will go before you and behind you, I will be the shield in front of you and I will be the shield in back of you, I will be with you. You do not have to worry about my presence, my presence will be with you. And so, because my presence is gonna go with you, here's what I want you to do. Be strong and courageous, because you, will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Now, here's the thing. For Joshua, Joshua is standing in the middle of loss, in the middle of grief, in the middle of knowing that there's something in front of them that God had always planned and always promised and always intended for them to experience. It was the promised land. They even literally called it the promised land land because it was a promise from God. And Moses passes away and the nation is stepping into a new season, a season without Moses. And Joshua is stepping into a new season, a season without Moses. And the middle of stepping into a season without Moses, Joshua is also stepping into a new season because God has called him to step up and to lead the way, to no longer be second in charge, second in command, but to actually be in charge and be fully submitted to God, to be fully aware of the promise of God, to be fully aware that the presence of God is going with you and the power of God will be behind you and that everywhere you go, God will be with you, working for you you, working through you, working in you to accomplish his plans and his purposes. He's calling him to pioneer. And for some of you, God is calling you into the season that you are going into right now with the exact same call, that he will be good, that he will be faithful, that he has a plan, that he has a purpose, that he has plans, that he has intentions, that he has promises for you. He has things that he has laid before you and he will be with you. He will be for you. He will be beside you. His presence will go with you. His promises are for you and his power will be at work through you. And I'm just telling you, for some of you who are excited but incredibly nervous, who are who want to be confident but feel intense fear and don't know how can I pioneer, how can I step into this new with all of this fear inside of me, I want to let you know that you can step into that pioneering, you can step into that new because it doesn't really depend on you. The, the, the reason you can pioneer, the reason that God feels so confident calling you and calling me and calling every single one of us is because the things he's called us to aren't really about us. Just, just, like, just like God said, look, my, my, my promise, the promise still stands because the promise wasn't about Moses. My presence will go with you because my presence wasn't ultimately about Moses. My power is gonna go with you because the power wasn't about Moses. God wants the whole nation and Joshua specifically to know my promise still stands, my presence still goes with you, and my power is still at work for you. And this is why you can be confident 
as you step into your new, as you pioneer, as you try to have confidence, but you feel so, so much fear, you can pioneer. And this is why all of us can pioneer. This is the bottom line today. I can pioneer when I am confident in what God has promised me, his presence going with me, and his power working through me. That's why you can pioneer with confidence because your confidence isn't about you and your abilities and your talent and your gifting and your preparation and all that. Now you should do all that. You should have abilities. You should be prepared. You should do all that stuff. But more than your preparation is God's presence. More than your preparation is God's promise. More than your preparation and your abilities and your plans is knowing that God's power will work through you. And you can step up with confidence into any new thing that God has called you to, has prepared for you, has asked you to step into knowing that God will be with you, that God has promises for you, and that God's power will be at work in and through you. In other words, this is something I want to make sure that we can kind of understand. I'm going to say this and it's going to sound a little bit cheeky. It's going to sound a little bit, you know, maybe, I don't know, whatever. But we can be confident. I'm confident. I'm not confident because of who I think I am. I am confident because I know I am. You're like, that sounded really the same. No, no, no. I'm not confident because I th- of who I think I am and what my abilities are and what my talents and what my skills and my really, I'm not, I'm not confident in any of that. I'm not, ta- I'm, not, I'm not confident because of my surroundings. I'm not, I'm not confident because of my family. I'm family because I know I am. In other words, that Old Testament, that old way, the way that God had revealed himself to Moses as I am. I am confident because I know I am. I'm confident because I know that I, I, because I am not strong enough, but I know I am is strong enough for me. I don't think that I'm worthy of love, but I know I am will never leave or abandon me. I don't think I'm able to make anything but, uh, happen, but I know I am will fulfill every promise. I don't know that what I'm doing, but I know that I am is here with me. I don't know where I'm going, but I know that I am will lead the way. I know that I can't really do much in my own power, but I know I, know I am's power is unlimited for me. And that's why you can be confident. And that's why you can pioneer because God has promises for you. And because God has said that his presence goes with you and God's power will be at work through you. And if you want to pioneer, I'm just telling you, you've got to step into whatever new season, whatever new thing, whatever new job, whatever new relationship, whatever new level, you've got to step into that confident of him and not confident of you. But if you'll step into that new thing, confident of him, confident in his promises, confident in his presence, confident in his power, I'm just telling you, you can step into any new thing God has called you to, and you can step into that with confidence that God will do what God intends to do in and through and for so here's the thing. Today is an introduction to the series, right? And, since, and today's not the day to, to bring everything together and come up with a lot of conclusions. We're going to unpack the book of Joshua. And there's some incredibly amazing, life-changing stories that we're going to look at. And, 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 we're, and I, I hope you will make it a priority to, to engage with us all five weeks of this series. But I think that's what faith is. Like, I think that's what faith is. I think that faith is confidence 
in God's, in God's promises for us, that he'll do what he says. I think it's confidence in his presence with us, that he will be with us on the good days, the bad days, the difficult days, the hard, the easy days, that every day he's gonna be with us. And I think it's confidence that his power will always be at work in us and through us, that he is, his power is available for us. Like, I think that's what faith is, that faith is perfect confidence in what he's promised, that his presence goes with us, and that his power can work through us. But really quick, as, as we close out today, I want to give you three words that I think should guide what our life should look like if we have that kind of confidence in God. As we, that three, three words that should, that I, I think should, em, that we should embrace and should, that we should embody as we pioneer, as you step into whatever new thing that God has called you into, I think we should be known and we should be identified as people who are courageous, as people who are obedient, and as people who are optimistic. We should be courageous, obedient, and optimistic. Courageous meaning that what's the thing that God told Joshua over and over and over again? You may have caught it. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Now, why do you think God told, had to tell Joshua to be strong and to be courageous? Because at that moment, Joshua felt weak and he felt fearful. See, here's what I know. Fear is a feeling. Courageous is a choice. You know, so if you're waiting to feel courageous, you will probably never feel courageous in the face of something daunting, something huge that God is calling you to. You will never feel courageous. You'll always feel fear. You'll always feel weak. Strength and courage are a choice. And so in the face of, of fear, in, in, while feeling fear, we choose courage. And this is, the, this is simply the understanding that there is nothing to fear because God is with us, because God has promises for us, because we're following what God wants, and we know God's power is available to us. There is nothing to fear even when you're afraid. That we can walk into moments that would normally fill us with fear, but because God is with us in those moments, we can push for our best, knowing that where we fall short, God is with us. We are going to choose courageous even when we feel fear. We walk in obedience. God told jo to Joshua, be careful to obey all of the law. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Be careful to obey all of the law, meaning everyone, meaning be careful that what I tell you, you do that thing. For some of you, like this is, this is the trick. You're like, you're like I'll, I'll, choose, I'll choose courage. I don't really want to choose to be obedient. I'm just telling you, if you're going to walk towards what God has called you to walk towards, you go with God's plan as you move towards God's place. This is what obedience is. It's not saying like, hey, God, I know you have a place for me. I know you have a plan for me. I know you have something, a purpose for me. And I know you have something for me down the road. I'm going to figure out my own way to get there. No, no, God's going to, no, no, no. I have the way to the plan. And so I want you to walk in obedience because I have what's best for you. And my path is what's best for you as you walk toward the place, as you walk toward the purpose, as you walk out the plan, my path is also what's best for you. I don't just have what's best for you. I'm best for you every single step of every single day of your life. So I want you to be obedient while you're being courageous. I want you to choose courage. I want you to choose obedience. And I want you to choose to be optimistic. You're like, that's an interesting word. I want you to choose to be optimistic. Notice what, there's another thing that God said to Joshua. Do not be discouraged. Do not be discouraged. Meaning like, look, hey, there's moments it's going to be hard. 
There's moments that are gonna feel like failure. But in the, when it feels like failure, you can still choose optimism. You can choose to believe that the best days are not behind, but that the best days that God has for you are still ahead of you when you walk in obedience and you walk courageously. You choose optimis, optimism. Again, you, can, you feel pessimism. You choose optimism. Your best days are not behind. You are not done. There is no temptation that you can't overcome. There is no sin that you can't beat. There is nothing you can't do that God calls you to do because his power is at work in and through you. So we choose courage. We choose obedience. We choose optimism because God has called us, because God has laid a path before us, because God has the best for us. So why would we choose to give into our feelings when we can choose what God has for us and to walk in obedience to him? And so here's the thing, one question as, as we close out today, and I, I hope this question, if I could encourage you, like find somewhere to write this down, put it on a mirror, put it on your, on your refrigerator, put it somewhere where you're going to see it every single day. And I hope this, this question bothers you enough to do something different because of this question. Here's the question. How would you live your life if you were absolutely confident that God is with you, for you, and working through you? How would you wake up how would you live your life every single day? How would you parent your kids? How would you behave yourself at work? How would you conduct yourself at work? How would you conduct yourself in your marriage relationship? How would you conduct yourself in your neighborhood? How would you conduct yourself when you're just out running errands? How would you conduct yourself if every single day, every single moment of your life, you were absolutely confident that God was able to do everything that he's promised you because he's for you? How would you live every single day if you were absolutely confident that God is with you? And how would you wake up every single day confident? Like how would you behave and conduct yourself if you were absolutely confident that God can and does work through you? I'm just telling you, if you had that kind of confidence, some things in your life would change. Some things that you do from this moment on today will change. So why, if that's what is true, and I believe it's what is true, that God is with us, that God can do everything he's promised us, that God's presence goes with us, and that God has a purpose and a plan and his power does work through us. If that's true, the way we step into the new is different. And maybe something becomes new just because the way we step into it is new and it's different because we decide that we're gonna pioneer as God intends us to pioneer. So as we step out today, as you think of yourself, maybe from this day forward, as a pioneer, I wanna challenge you. Would you pioneer confident, not in who you are and not in what you've done and not in what you can do and not in your own abilities, but would you step forward pioneering confident that God can fulfill every promise to you? that God will be present with you everywhere you go and that God's power will be at work in you and through you everywhere you go. And as we step into the, the new, I just tell you, God is gonna work. God is gonna move. God is going to be present. God will fulfill his promise and God will show his power in you and through you and for you and on your behalf in the world around you as you step into 
the new that God has for you. No reason to be afraid. But when we feel that fear, we choose confidence. We choose obedience. We, instead of, instead of if, when we feel worried, we choose obedience. When we fear fear, when we feel weak, we choose strength. When we, choose, when we feel pessimism, we choose optimism because God is with us and God is for us and God is at work through us. Let's step out and be the pioneers that God has called us to be and watch as God does what only God can do as we step into our new. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for who you are. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you that you are who you say you are. Thank you that you will do what you say you will do. Thank you that you walk with us. Thank you that we know that your power goes, is at work in us and through us. God, thank you that all of that is true. And God, because it's true, we can live every single day confident in all of it. We can live every single day confident that your promises will be fulfilled. We can live every single day confident that your power is at work in and through us. We can live every single day confident that your presence will be with us. And God, as you call us into the new, as you call us to step forward and to move forward, I thank you that all of that is true and we can step into the new that you've called us to confident that you will move with us, that you go with us, that your strength and your power is available for us and that your presence goes with us. So God, help us to step into the new that you have for us, confident in you. Help us to to not not have any confidence in ourselves and to believe that that's a good thing because we can place all of our confidence in you. So God, as we step into new seasons as as parents, as uh, as as in, in life, as we step into new seasons in, in our jobs, in our careers, as, as we step into new seasons where, where we're moving beyond something that, that we've left behind but we're stepping into the new, God, I simply pray that we would trust you, that we would choose to be courageous when we feel fear. I, choose, I, I pray that we would choose to be obedient when we want to choose our own way. And God, I pray that we would be optimistic when everything around us looks like it's falling apart because we know in your hands you build all things together for good. So God, I pray that we would trust you. I pray that we would follow you. I pray that we'd be the men and women, the courageous men and women that you intend us and call us to be. So God, help us to do that all. We pray in Jesus' strong name, amen.